Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters. I'm your interviewer, Marilyn Townsend, and I would like to introduce Satya Rhodes-Conway, running for mayor of Madison. Welcome. As Thank we you. begin, <laughs> as we begin, I'd like to give you to give an opening statement about the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for mayor. Well, thank you, Marilyn, and thanks to the League of Women Voters. I really appreciate you offering this service to our community for every election. Uh, my name is Satya Rhodes-Conway. I'm the current mayor of Madison and proud to be. You know, four years ago, Madison chose a mayor who was taking the housing crisis seriously who wanted to invest in our transit system and who was ready to tackle climate change um, and who wanted to infuse equity into everything that the city of Madison does. And despite a global pandemic and despite a legislature that seems determined to oppose us at every turn, um, I and my administration have delivered on those promises. We have focused on housing, on our transportation system, on climate change, and on racial equity. And we kept our community safe through a global pandemic. Um, we have protected our democracy here in Wisconsin, fighting to make sure that every eligible voter has access to the ballot in a way that is safe and easy. I'm running for another term because there is still so much more work to do to make sure that our community is safe, to make sure that our economy is recovered from the pandemic, in particular, that our small businesses have the support that they need, and to invest in our young people. Um, one of the very negative impacts of the pandemic has been the impact on young people and learning loss, but also on the um, lack of connection with community uh, that many of us and, and mostly our young people have experienced. So I have a lot more work to do, and I'm hopeful that the voters, um, as they did four years ago, will believe that I continue to be the right person for the job. What actions or programs would you propose or support to enhance public safety in Madison? And in particular, what is your position on the use of body cameras by Madison police officers? Thank you, that's a great question. We've done a lot of work, particularly over the last year coming out of the pandemic on public safety. Um, and I'm fully supportive of the work that Chief Barnes is doing with the Madison Police Department to take a really strategic approach and to direct their resources effectively. And um, one of the things uh, that they have been doing is focusing on the types of crime that they hear are most concerning to our community, and that's shots fired, stolen cars, and traffic crashes. And I'm really happy to report that um, as of October last year, the incidents of all of those were down. And in fact, shots fired are down 20% over the five-year average here in Madison. So I will continue to support our chief in the work that he's doing. But we've also worked to um, clear off the plates of our officers so that they can focus on those uh, important public safety issues. And we've done that by moving crossing guards um, and traffic, uh, excuse me, parking enforcement out of 
um, the police department and into the traffic and transportation department. And we've done that by launching CARES, uh, which are teams of crisis workers and paramedics that are dispatched by 911 to nonviolent behavioral health calls across the city. We're going to keep expanding CARES. That's been a very successful program. And we're gonna keep looking for ways to make sure that our police department can focus where their needs, they need to be focusing, which is on violent crimes. Um, in terms of body cameras, we will be doing a pilot um, coming forward. The police department is working with the attorney's office right now to write the policies and procedures for that pilot. So um, once we have the data from that, I think we'll all have a little bit better information about what Madison should do going forward. What do you see as the next right steps to address homelessness and housing security in Madison? Well, the next right step on homelessness is for us to continue to build a purpose-built men's shelter um, in our community, finally, after many, many years of, of talking about this and trying um, between the city, the county, the state, and the federal government, we have assembled the capital stack to make that happen. And we are in the planning process right now. We're also supporting the Salvation Army to do the same for a women and family shelter. Um, and we've been working very closely with them um, turning the old Carmenta nursing home into a family shelter, which has been very successful. I think we also need to recognize that there are folks who experience homelessness that will not go into congregate shelter. That's why we developed the Dairy Drive Urban Campground, which again has been successful in housing people, but more importantly, in moving them into a more stable situation um, in terms of their housing and in some cases their employment. Um, Frankly, our challenge here is resources, and we need to partner with the private sector to make these things happen, um, but we're going to continue to work on that. And we need to be creating more housing in our community, uh, in particular, more housing that's accessible to people at the very lowest income scales. My administration has more than doubled the affordable housing fund, and we've created thousands of new housing units in Madison, and we're going to keep working on all of the policies that make that possible going forward. We just literally need to build more housing in our community. What do you see as the most important environmental issues the city needs to address? What will be your priorities for city action on these issues? I think far and away, the most important environmental issue for any city in the world, frankly, is climate change. And uh, the city of Madison has taken a lead here. We are reducing our own greenhouse gas footprint. We're at about 75% renewable energy now. We're converting, converting our fleet to electric and biodiesel. Um, our new bus rapid transit system will be all electric vehicles. Um, and we're helping our community transition as well through, particularly through the Madison program, where we help folks in their homes or in their businesses or in affordable housing um, install solar. But there's much more that we need to do. We need to help people transition um, to decarbonizing buildings entirely and decarbonizing, decarbonizing private transportation. Um, I will mention, in addition to climate change, uh, one of the issues facing us locally is PFAS contamination. Um, and that's something that we've been working very closely with the health department and the county. Firstly, to make sure that people are aware of the dangers, um, particularly folks who eat fish from our lakes, uh, but also to make sure that we're cleaning up uh, PFAS contamination 
whether that's in our wells uh, or in other places in our community. Um, I'm very proud that the fire department under my administration has eliminated the use of PFAS containing foam. And we're gonna continue to try and make progress on that front. Again, it's gonna have to be in partnership with the state and federal government, uh, but we are determined to uh, protect our community as much as we can. What, if anything, do you think the city should be doing to support economic development? The role of a, of a city government in economic development, I think, is vital. Um, and first and foremost, we provide the infrastructure and the environment in which our economy can grow. And so obviously we have to keep doing that. Um, but particularly coming out of the pandemic, it's been very important to me that we support our small business community and that in particular we support um, entrepreneurs of color, women entrepreneurs, uh, folks in the LGBTQ plus community, veterans, anyone who's underrepresented as a business owner. And we've done that in a number of ways. One that I'm most proud of is our commercial ownership assistance program, where we help entrepreneurs buy their storefronts or their office buildings so that they can control their fate and not be at the whims of a landlord um, or have to continue to pay rent. So we support them in, um, in locating and then purchasing um, a, an office or a storefront or whatever it might be appropriate for their business um, so that they can have greater success and build generational wealth in the long term. And we've got a great list of businesses we've helped there, and I'm really proud of that. But there's much more that we're doing and much more that we need to do, including leveraging tax increment financing and to support programs like commercial ownership assistance, like building improvement grants, and like facade improvement grants, and, and uh, helping entrepreneurs get trained to, to run a successful business in the long term. What do you see as the most critical racial disparities that the city needs to address? And what would you propose to reduce those disparities? I think probably the most critical disparities are in our education system, which unfortunately is not under the control of the city. And so um, we've, you know, have a strong connection and relationship with the superintendent and the school board. Uh, but in terms of things that the city has jurisdiction over, I turn to things like housing and economic opportunity, uh, but also the opportunity of young people outside of school to connect with uh, positive programming, opportunities for employment, um, and that's something that we've really invested in over the past several years. We've directed a significant amount of ARPA funding, excuse me, American Rescue Plan Act funding for anybody who doesn't know, um, to organizations in our community that work directly with young people that may not have a connection to school or to other caring adults um, or to opportunities. And we do that because we think it's really important for young people to have an opportunity to connect with each other to connect with caring adults and to have the opportunity to move into employment in one way or another. And so we will be investing in, in that kind of programming again this coming summer for young people, helping them um, you know, access gainful employment, but also uh, we've provided the school district with free bus passes for young people over the summer so they can get to those opportunities. And we'll continue to work with them uh, to remove barriers for young people to productive employment and um, and and even just you know things that they can enjoy in the summertime. What other priorities do you have for the next four years that we have not yet touched on? That's a great question. Thank you. 
And so I do uh, feel very strongly about continuing to work on housing and the creation of housing in our community, particularly affordable housing. And we also need to continue to work on our transportation system in particular to keep our transportation system safe. That's why we launched in 2020 Vision Zero, which has a goal of reducing to zero our, any traffic crashes that result in fatalities or serious injuries. So we're gonna continue to work on that. Um, and we're going to continue to work on public safety. Uh, that's probably the number one priority right now is to make sure that folks feel safe in their homes and neighborhoods. Um, but we also have to continue to fight on climate change, which we've talked about, um, on and push on economic development and investing in our youth. Um, there's a lot of work to do in the city of Madison. Uh, we've been doing a lot of it over the past four years, but I'm eager to continue. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I, would, I would just like to, uh, to thank folks for their support uh, over the past four years, particularly during the pandemic. I, it was a very difficult time for our community, um, but I was so heartened again and again by how much we took care of each other and how much we paid attention to the science and what public health was telling us and how we not only wore our own masks, but helped to make masks for other people in the community that might not have them and how we brought food to each other and checked on our neighbors and, and, and just really cared for each other. And I was grateful and continue to be grateful to live in such a wonderful, caring city. And I'm proud that coming out of the pandemic, we had one of the highest vaccination rates in the nation. Um, and I'm proud of the way that we worked um, with the county and, and the relationship that the county executive and I have. I'm proud to have his endorsement. Um, and so I just wanna say thank you uh, to the community for, uh, for being such a wonderful place to live and for their support over the past four years and to ask um, for your support over the next four. Um, I'm very excited to keep working on behalf of the city of Madison. I want to thank Satya Rhodes Conway for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, February 21st, and the general election is Tuesday, April 4th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel, and the League of Women Voters of Dane County. Thank you for joining us.